0: You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Ohio State Nation? Welcome into to another edition of Locked On Mississippi State, your daily look into the world of Mississippi State Bulldog athletics. I'm your host, Taylor Jones. Locked On Mississippi State is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Be sure to go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at builtbar.com. Welcome into to the Wednesday show of LSU week here on Locked On Mississippi State. We're going to be doing something a little different today. I hinted last week that we were going to be bringing on some former players, some special guests, uh, including one that's probably going to be a mainstay here at Locked On Mississippi State. We'll be coming on a majority of the week to talk about everything going on in Bulldog football, especially Bulldog basketball later in the year, if that gives you any hint as to who it is. And uh, without any further ado, I'd love to introduce him to you right now. It is Mr. Bart Heich. Bart Heich has joined the Locked On Mississippi State family. He'll be... Uh, coming on the show a couple times a week to just talk about football, and uh, we'll maybe hear from him a lot more during basketball season as well, but Bart Heich, a former state hooper, uh, played for Mississippi State from 1995 to 1999, a part of those conference tournament champion teams in 1995 and 1996, and of course he was in that Final Four team in 1996 as well. Uh, we're happy and we're honored to have him a part of Locked On Mississippi State. We hope that you guys enjoy him uh, every time that he is on. He's going to be joining us for today's show. He's also going to be a part of our Friday show where we talk about uh, the depth chart. We talk about other key uh, headlines that are going on heading into the game. And then, of course, Saturday will be Mississippi State at LSU. Uh, that game coming up at 2.30 on CBS. Looking forward to that one. But, uh we're going to be talking about a handful of things today, uh, really going through everything that's happened since the COVID-19 outbreak happened, really. Uh, there was spring practice that didn't happen. There was a delay in the football season, and then there was a completely revamped football season where instead of having four non-conference opponents, you have three more uh, conference teams that you play. We'll get his thoughts on the conference schedule, as well as uh, Coach Mike Leach being hired. That's kind of the craziest thing to me is that this offseason has been so insane that the hiring of the pirate Mike Leach to Mississippi State is not the biggest thing that happened this offseason. It's it's baffling to me that something like COVID-19 and having to really change the entire college football landscape made that a byline instead of one of the biggest things that we should be looking forward to this Saturday against LSU. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about Lane Kiffin as well because, you know, Mike Leach isn't the only big personality that's in the state of Mississippi as well. And uh, there was a video that Coach Leach did earlier in the year that uh, we're definitely going to talk about as well. That's coming up in just a few moments on Locked On Mississippi State. Bart Heitch, former Mississippi State Hooper, will be joining the show in just a few moments. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. Life is pretty hectic for everybody right now. You're late taking the kids to school. You're late dropping them off at practice. Heck, you're probably even running late for work right now. It seems like you've got seven Zoom meetings going on and not enough time in the day to just sit down and eat a real meal. You want that pancake, that bacon, that eggs for breakfast. You also want that nice burger or that nice salad for lunch. But sometimes there's just not enough hours in the day to one, cook the thing, and two, to really sit down and enjoy it. You want a delicious meal that will not take any time to consume. You don't even need to cook it. That's where Built Bar comes in handy. Built Bars are covered 100% in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They taste just like a candy bar. But the thing about Built Bar is that they are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, perfect for those on the keto diet and perfect for those who are health-conscious. My favorite Built Bar candy bar... Did you just hear myself? I just said it was a candy bar. It tastes just like a candy bar, but it is a healthy protein bar. My favorite Built Bar flavor is cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. I had one of those this morning before I made it into the office, and I feel like I can take on anything during the day. My favorite flavor, cookies and cream, but you can check out some of their many flavors, including the 12 OG flavors, including peanut butter, banana bread, Mint Brownie, Orange Toffee Almond, even some of their six new flavors including Caramel Brownie, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, and Apple Almond Crisp. That's just a handful of the 18 amazing flavors that you will have when you try Built Bar. If you'd like to try Built Bar, be sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code On, and you will get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Your team every day. This is Locked On Mississippi State. As promised, we've got our first guest since starting the podcast. And we mentioned he's going to be a mainstay on the show. I uh, look forward to talking with him uh, a couple times a week, uh, probably even more during basketball season. It's my guy Bart Heitch, former State Hooper, joining us. We're going to be talking some uh, Mississippi State football and basically everything that's happened in the offseason uh, prior to finally it being game week uh, coming up on Saturday against LSU. And, uh, Bart, it's been a, a very interesting turn of events the last couple of months. We've seen a lot of changes in the football landscape, basically. And I think it's even strange that the fact that Mike Leach was hired at Mississippi State, and that's not even the biggest thing that happened in the off season as well. It's just been that crazy.
1: It has been crazy. You know, I think we are in a, uh, and thank you, man, for just uh, thanks to the opportunity, man. I love talking state sports, sports in general, but life in general too, but it's been crazy. I think it's for everybody, you know, the normalcy is um, something that we're all looking for. And so Mike Leach being in Starkville is kind of uh, a part for the course in 2020. So um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I, I haven't been as excited about something, uh, you know, just because it's different because what you keep hearing about this guy, just how, di- how just, he's all over the map and I'm kind of like that. So I've, I'm super excited about him being there.
0: And that's where we'll stay uh, here to begin this uh, this conversation is Coach Mike Leach being hired to replace Joe Moorhead. And I know when I when I heard that Mike Leach was a possibility of coming to Mississippi and coaching the Bulldogs, I was like, I mean, just how realistic is that possibility? And then all of a sudden he's here. And now we've got the air raid system in Starkville, Mississippi. So just your overall thoughts on when you heard Coach Mike Leach was hired at Mississippi State, do you think that was a good fit for what we're trying to do in Mississippi State?
1: A couple of my buddies and I, you know, we, we they were in on it. They, they thought it could happen. And, you know, you got to give, uh, you know, you got to give John Cohen a lot of credit for going out and getting this guy, you know, and making the sale about our university, you know, how it is different, um, but where it's a place that, you know, Coach Leach has been a couple of places that are similar um, to Startball and um, Love and Pullman. So, you know, I don't think that transition as far as the lifestyle is going to be that much. It's a small town. But, you know, it's, it's for him to, you know, get us excited um, about state football, you know, we're always excited about baseball. You know, I'm always excited about basketball and so many other things. But we compete in a very difficult division, a very difficult conference every year. And a lot of people – don't understand just how tif- difficult it is. They may think they do until they play in the West. Though they don't, they don't really get it. And so, to me, it's just a—it's—it's—it's a perfect time for him to come. If you're a state fan, to be optimistic, yeah. You don't need to look at the schedule, but you also got to think about, you know, from what we keep hearing, it's, this guy's hard to prepare for. And if you're going, if you're going to really get in and sneak up on people, especially when you have personnel that people don't know, um, and you're doing different things, and regardless of who the coach is or who it is. You know, a lot of these SEC teams, they they look at state, they look at Alabama, they look at LSU, they look at all these different teams, Auburn, whoever it is, as this logo and who was there. Well, this is a totally different deal, and uh, and that's why I think it's exciting, is because it's so uncertain with him and, him.
0: and one of the uncertain things in my mind about Coach Leach, I've uh, I've followed him ever since he was at Texas Tech, I've. I'm obsessed with the air raid offense. I kind of call it the backyard offense where, you know, you go out and play in the backyard. All you're doing is throwing it all over the yard. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, watching him at Texas Tech, I thought it was fun. Watching him at Washington State, I thought it was fun. Now he's in Starkville, Mississippi. He's really close to home. Uh, But the air raid system is something that really it's been in the SEC before. I mean, of course, he and how mummy at Kentucky really brought it in back in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s. But it's not really something you see every day in the SEC. So just your thoughts on the air raid offense and how well you think it will do against SEC defenses that are definitely not prepared to handle that every Saturday.
1: The first time I ever saw the air raid up close was when Joe Lee Dunn stood everybody up, including the defensive line on defense against Tim Couch and Hal Mummy's offense in Starville. And I mean, nobody had ever seen you know the offense. So so Joe Lee just decided nobody had ever seen a defense with no down lineman. Everybody standing up. Well, obviously they just started running the football. And but the air raid air raid's been in Mississippi for a while, you know. And Hal got here, and I've been on John uh, John Bond uh, and Hal Mummy's show, and, and and I know those guys. Um, it's just – I don't think it's going to be as different as it would have been, you know, probably 10 years ago when everybody was so focused on running the football and stopping the run and that was just how you won games. But, you know, this is a Nick Saban conference, guys. And, uh, and when he starts dictating, you know, how, how the tempo is going to go in this and making adjustments, everybody else typically has to follow. So it, it, it's a scoring conference now um, with a lot of fast, small – uh, defensive players that can make all kinds of plays and, and get into all kinds of matchups. And, and I think that's the one thing about the air raid um, that if it would have been 10 years ago coming in, um, I think people would have had a lot more trouble with it. But now you've got all these guys that it's just so athletic in the conference and people are used to seeing this. The air raid is a point A to point B offense. That's what it is. I'm going to find a matchup to where my guy's going to beat yours point A to point B. That sounds simple, but that's not always the case when you got 11 guys on the field and, the one good thing for us in this air raid, and I know we're going to get to this later, is he coach Leach is coming in with a quarterback, a running back, an offensive line, receiver. The offense is going to be okay, so I don't. I I think it's going to be fun to watch, but I also think it'll be difficult to deal
0: with. Yeah, you're exactly right. That was one thing that that was weird. Okay, uh, but that was you know kind of the thing I was. Very interested in hearing last week, hearing KJ Costello and hearing uh, Will mm-hmm. Rogers, a guy that uh, that has been in this system since high school. He went to the same high school that Garner Minshew did. It's just how in the moment the air raid offense can be, and I'm looking forward to seeing that against LSU coming up on Saturday. Um, there's a there was something else that happened uh, prior to Coach Leach, or really not even prior to Coach Leach being. Uh, higher. We didn't know if we were going to have a football season when uh, Coach Leach was just starting to get going at uh, Mississippi State. But COVID-19 happened. It shut down uh, college basketball at the conference tournament level. We didn't have an NCAA tournament. Baseball, softball for sure didn't get to finish. No spring practice for football. Uh, a lot of conferences were thinking, okay, well, maybe we're going to cancel. Maybe we're not. And then the Big Ten and the Pac-12 made a huge leap, which turned out to – not be good because they're now working on uh getting back and playing college football but the sec a lot of people around the world are saying well the sec what are they trying to do by waiting until september the 26th to open up hey it looks like the one of the smartest things that college football could have done but they're also doing a 10 game sec schedule and i know you playing state basketball still really big in the nba you and i talk about what's uh, going on in the nba bubble Every now and then, too. So the September 26th, starting the league about three weeks later than normal and having just conference teams playing, would you say that that is the closest thing that the SEC could have done to emulate the NBA bubble in a way?
1: Um, I, I don't think anybody is going to come close to getting it as right as the NBA did. Yeah. Um. And, and 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 there's a there's a lot of people who deserve credit, but there's one guy you and I've talked about that I want to give a shout out and people look him up if you and Chris Paul,
0: yeah. gamer. Yeah.
1: Um in every aspect of life and basketball and what have you. And he kinda he kind of administered that thing and like and got the players' association together. And you know, it's 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 I th- I think it's just different, um, in college football because you know where we live; it's just so much a part of who you are in your life. And I think one of the reasons of that, you know, especially in Alabama, Mississippi, you know, being from Alabama and then playing in Mississippi is because we don't have protein. Yeah. You know, we don't have we don't have a pro team, so college football is like such the big deal. I and mean, then obviously football has been big, and basketball, you know, has kind of been a secondary, you know, over the years. And, and now you're seeing the SEC basketball, as we'll get into later on. You know, just on the come up, like it, it hasn't been, you know, probably ever, especially with the coaches which haven't come to the league. But um, you know, it's 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 it is a different time, and to to model it after what the NBA has done, you know, there are going to be fans there. You know, how are they going to? I was thinking about the high school thing, Taylor. You know, what I mean, how are you going to turn people away from coming to a high school game? You know, how are you going to monitor this? How? You, but I think at the SEC level, it'll be a lot different because the security will be more. You'll have they'll be able to handle. Um, They'll be able to handle the capacity. They handle 100,000 people normally. Surely they can handle 25 and keep them. But, but to me, I want to go a different direction on it, um, you know, for the people. I mean, it's not that hard to wear a mask, man. You know, it's no. not political. No. It's not – it's kind of like recycling, you know. You know, if it might be able to help you, fellow man out, you know, I think – And so I, so I think that the difference in the bubble and the college football is, you know, you're going to have some people there, you know, probably some more there you know, especially around, you know, you you can't bubble as much because you've got like the stadiums and people around the stadiums, you know, there'll be no tailgating, but we're not going to know. That's the thing. We didn't know about the bubble until it started happening, you know, and we're not really going to know about the college football until it starts happening too. And they'll have some hiccups and, you know, you'll have some, some people like me that'll want to run in the stadium, you know, like normal and just make it a normal time. But you know, we all just got to be patient and uh, and 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 wear a mask just as a statement that, hey, man, you know, I'm going to do that just so I, so so I'm saying I'm part of saying I'm part of this movement to help. You know, everybody everybody's making sacrifices, Taylor. You know, yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah. you know the bubble got it right, but college football is going to be different.
0: I can just imagine what an SEC bubble looks like. Just uh, having the commissioner come out and just say, "All right, what we're going to do is we have." Fourteen hotels in the Birmingham area, Alabama. You go here, Mizzou. You go here, Mississippi State. You go here, and uh, we'll just play in high school stadiums every Saturday around Birmingham. That would uh, that would be a very interesting bubble uh, that I think uh, you and I could probably break into, uh, being close to Birmingham. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, if, it's in Bur- if, it, if it's in Birmingham, I got pull. If it's in yeah. Birmingham, I got pull. Awesome. I, I I got some pull here so we we could get in there. I was thinking about, you know, how they would, you know, determine who gets to play in what stadium every week. And I'm guessing that, you know, if if you're the two thirty CBS game, um, which Mississippi State and LSU is going to be this week, that's the game that you live for in the SEC. That's the big game you want. You get the Hoover Met. And then just kinda of trickles you down. You definitely get the Met. Yeah. We be- get the Met this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Should have
1: done that. State would have gotten Birmingham. That would have been huge.
0: And then why did you
1: not? Why did you not push that?
0: I I've got to probably wait a year and then I'll get some clout and then maybe oh, I gotta can go. Game I, I can go to I, the uh, I can go to the league office. Maybe if we're in this p- position next year. I don't which know. I hope to I might go have I don't
1: wanted Thompson though. I might have wanted to go to Thompson. That new facility out at Thompson's pretty big time, man. Um, I mean, I, and Hewitt. Yeah, I mean,
0: Hewitt's that'd be another good, one.
1: Yeah. So. But, you know, high school football is kind of like SEC football, man. you got all these stadiums around. i so, tell you what, don't sell out my boys over there at J.O., Jackson Olin, too. Hey, yeah. Um, my buddy Tim Vickakis over there winning games, doing big-time things. I love the Bulldogs go over there and play. Um, I, I, I know them Bulldogs are watching close. Uh, you Bulldog fans out there, pay attention to Jackson Olin. We all saw them kids. Uh, pay attention to them. They're going to come
0: up. Final thought on the hypothetical SEC bubble. The eleven o'clock game is something that nobody wants. Agree, that's the last thing anybody wants—is to wake up early on a Saturday and watch. Unless game you're play.
1: playing Alabama.
0: Unless you're playing Alabama, that is correct. In
1: Tuscaloosa or LSU in Tus in a uh, in uh, a.
0: Would it be fair to say to give those eleven o'clock games? Let them play at Legion Field. Is that <laughs> too far?
1: Um, yes. Definitely, I can't. I, 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 have no, I have no argument for that because there's just so many dynamics with the eleven o'clock man. They're so tough. Like having to get up and drive. You have to go the night before. There's no room. Which friend of mine or family am I going to have to inconvenience to come in town? Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the eleven o'clock definitely would could be a legion fielder. Um, and you and you could put the other eleven o'clock over at Birmingham Southern. There you right go. Next to it.
0: Yeah,
1: so, that's perfect. Wouldn't be that far yeah. from downtown too. Put them the shares.
0: We're having a great conversation with Bart Hight here on today's edition of Locked On Mississippi State. We've got a couple more things to talk about with Bart today, uh, but we're going to do that right after this break. This is Locked On Mississippi State brought to you by Built Bar. Your team every day, this is Locked On at Mississippi State. Bart Heitz joining us on today's show. We've had some pretty interesting conversations so far. We've talked about what an SEC bubble could look like if it ever got to that point, but we are doing the best we can of playing an SEC-only conference schedule. We've talked about the hiring of Mike Leaks, We've talked about the air raid system. Uh, but now we'll kind of stay on the same topic of the 10-game SEC schedule, and that is what Mississippi State schedule uh, looks like and what they'll have to uh, go up against. Definitely not the hardest schedule out there. That definitely goes to uh, Mizzou and Arkansas. But I think it's definitely one that they can uh, manage in. I believe it's going to be hard for really everybody to go up against 10 different SEC teams back-to-back-to-back. Even Coach Leach said that it doesn't matter, you know, even if we had non-conference or not. You play 10 SEC games, that's the hardest schedule in college football history. I mean, you really think
1: everybody <sighs> – I don't know, man. Our schedule's tough. Yeah. It's not as tough as Mizzou's. It's not as tough as Arkansas's. Yeah, yeah we all three got games switched. It shouldn't have got switched. Yeah. Let's keep it real. Yeah, no doubt. But not to, I don't get into that. We'll just go play the schedule. How about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Like our new coach, and we'll just go beat people. But you got to realize, man, I don't – I don't agree that the top twenty, or actually, that's not right. Let me say it like this: I think the top twenty-five is the most irrelevant. Not just because the Pac-12 is not there in the Big Ten, or nobody's. I just, I just think it's kind of irrelevant, man. Because like, you got to go through ten games. Ten games. We got five top ten teams on our schedule. Five of them that are supposed to be top ten in the country. I mean, what's the record supposed to be, Taylor? Like, I'm a state fan. I know what in my mind. All right, tell me, you tell me what you think is realistic for this Bulldog football team
0: as far as wins. Realistically, um, possibly with an upset, give or take, on both sides. I would say five and five would be a pretty good year. What about you? All
1: right, so I think he's going to upset somebody.
0: Yeah, I think he will too.
1: And I think he, ha- I think he has as good a chance to do it this first weekend as he does against anybody. And that could be good and bad,
0: right? Yeah, you bring up a good point. Yeah,
1: that, that's that definitely one of the really games it That It could be think really bad play. when you're talking about a schedule like this. I don't think you're gonna lose a home to Arkansas. I think seventeen is way too many. Yeah, in this week, it's it's way too many, man. They got nineteen dudes that left. We got guys opting out. I mean, they don't have a proven quarterback. I mean, our quarterback's like obviously more proven than theirs. Ain't gonna be nobody there. Twenty-five percent people in Baton Rouge is gonna be like a normal Ole Miss game. Yeah. As far as no, it's still gonna be noisy, but that, that ain't that ain't that bad, you know. So I mean, but but the schedule, like if you look at the schedule, that Kentucky game is pivotal, man. That can that that Kentucky game is the most pivotal, and, it, and, and, it, and it's hard to play at Commonwealth, man. Um, it's different it's, because if, if you can somehow be 2-1 going into A&M and then maybe 3-1 into an off week going into Alabama, you never know what might happen, man. I mean, um, you know, I don't think you're going to win in Alabama. Um, but at the same time, once you start getting momentum rolling, LSU caught lightning in a bottle. I think everybody in five years will agree with that. No disrespect to them, but they are not Clemson and they are not Alabama in Reload.
0: No, not a chance. Do you agree with that? I completely agree with that. There's there's no way that they have the same year that they did last year. Not even in five dude. They're years.
1: three years. They're three years removed. Like nobody has said this, and I'm not going to take credit for it. I'm going to get i I'm going to give my G Tom boy. He knows who he is. Credit for this one. They are three years removed from getting hammered by us, thirty-seven to seven, and losing to Troy at home.
0: Wow, you're right. I didn't even think it was that. It seems like it's a lot further away from that because of what they did last year. But, yeah, that, that's not that long ago. No. Coach Leach was – no, no, Now, look. Go ahead. Coach, Coach Orgeron almost didn't make it out of that year.
1: No. And, I mean, I don't think he's going to be there in three years. That's just me. But, I mean, you know, they're recruiting at an astronomical rate. But, man – they had they had some special stuff going on. They had some special swag going on that you rarely see um, from teams. You know, you saw it with the Auburn team back with Cam. Um, you know, you saw it. We didn't win that championship, but you kind of saw a little bit here with our team with that. But it, but it's like this. I just don't see it. I don't. And I definitely don't see it when they don't have all them people down there yelling at you when you go down there to play. I like our chances to win the game this week.
0: Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. And I know that you're going to be joining us again on Straight Friday up. and uh, looking forward to uh, continuing yes. this conversation on Friday, too, because there's a lot more that I want to dig into that. And you brought up a lot of the points that I wanted to bring up, too. Um, but I'll right just, of- just
1: give you a taste. Just give you a little taste. A little yeah, taste.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a fun show on Friday, our Maroon Friday show. Uh, on Locked On Mississippi State. Uh, about out of time here, but I did want to get your thoughts on one thing. Um, we talked about Coach Leach being hired. what kind of personality he is, what that could mean for Mississippi State. Uh, but there was a video on Twitter that came out not that long ago. Uh, and yeah, uh, you you, 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 you already know where I'm going with this. Um, yes, I do. Probably uh,
1: one
0: wanted... of <laughs> Come on, Coach Leach. One of the uh, the top three food debates in uh, my mind, right outside of uh, flats or drums when it comes to wings, and is a hot dog a sandwich. Uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? Coach Leach's quote, he said uh, he loves pineapples. He's actually growing a pineapple right now. Believe it or not, I'm doing that on my front porch right now. I've got a pineapple plant out there that's growing very large. Um, but he says, you're either eating pineapple or you're either eating pizza. You can't have both. Bart Heitch your thoughts on that quote?
1: Coach Leach, you are the mastermind of the air raid. You are the smartest college football quarterback guy. That I mean, everything you touch with this. How, how can you make that statement, Coach? Coach, you hurt me with that. I thought the 11% that eats ham and pineapple and lives by thin crust, uh, will not say from where, but always thin crust, extra cheese, but coach, you there is no possible way that a mind like yours doesn't understand how great that exotic explosion of your taste buds is while on it I mean, I, I was this. I was disappointed in that, one. I think, and I really think, when he sees this, I think, I, I think, I would love to have the debate with him, man. I would like him to, for him to explain to me how mind like his. He likes being part of that 11 percent. Tyler, yes, he likes that, and I really think. We might, we might be onto something here with him, uh, with him coming around on the ham and pineapple. I think the question caught him off guard, right? I, 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 if you watch the interview, I think it might, might have caught him off guard a little bit. I couldn't believe that only eleven percent of the population eats ham and pineapple—not all the time, but just every once in a while—and maybe that's what it was. Maybe, maybe, maybe the,
0: he thought the question was his go-to. Yeah, that's a good point. Is that fair? He, he was very detailed in his response, though. Very, very detailed. The only way he knows how.
1: When he gets on a roll with something, you know he's going to bury it. Yes. yes. Like, 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 like the buried treasure.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> perfect. Uh, perfect pirate reference there for Coach Leach. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, but, Bard, I know you're all over social media. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me uh, at B H 22 basically on everything. It's BartHeights on Facebook and then at heights 22 on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm always there. And Snapchat as well. And I'm on there too for the young kids.
0: He's going to be back with us on uh, Friday's Maroon Friday show as we put the finishing touches on Mississippi State and LSU week. We're going to have much more Mississippi State LSU coverage coming up on tomorrow's show. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnMissState, LockedOn, M-I-S-S-S-T. Same for Instagram. If you're not a big social media person, you can also email us at LockedOnMississippiState at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your questions and concerns, and we'll even put them on the show as well. But until next time, I'm Taylor Jones. Bart Heitz with me as well. Hell State. We'll talk again tomorrow.